Jay right in your face. Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast, episode number 17. This episode is brought to you by the Ball is Live Podcast Network. Happy to be back at you guys this week, man. Um, it seems like the last week the Raptors played like 30 games. It's insane. Because I think it's that they insane. actually played five games. They played Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Five games in seven nights and seven days. Bro, it's wild, man. It's That's- Yeah, it's crazy. And it seemed like every night there was a different lineup. But uh, before we get into all the fun and the hoopla, mm. how are things going on your end, fam? We're good, man. Just working, staying at home because of the stay-at-home order. So... Uh, once again, we gotta, you know, sit tight yeah. and wait. Um, Thank God we're in essential service, right? Yeah, exa- yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but man, yeah, that's it. But you know, watching every game every night just because there's so many games, mm-hmm. um, so that takes up a lot of time, man. So yeah, for sure. Uh, I think before we start, we should say a quick uh, rest in peace to the gentleman in Minneapolis. Yeah, there was a, an Minnesota. incident that happened, and uh, he's 20 years old, I believe. He's a kid, man. Yeah. So it's tough. It's tough, and they they uh, all the the major leagues actually um, postponed the games tonight. Yeah. So shout outs. I mean, prayers to the family. Yeah, for sure. Um, good move by the leagues, I guess, postponing. But prayers to the family is the biggest thing right now. Uh, he's, I mean, 20 years old. What was his name? I'm trying to get his name. Dante Wright. Yeah. Dante Wright. So rest in peace, Dante Wright. Tough, tough news, man. And it seems like in a city where just not so long ago the whole thing with George Floyd happened, it's it's kind of tough, right? Yeah. And, and we're not going to get too much into that, but uh, just quick RIP to Dante Wright and the prayers to the family. Mm-hmm. Um, also, RIP to DMX. Oh, I know, man. Wow. That was a tough was loss a over one. the weekend. DMX is a mm-hmm. legend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether you listen to his music or not, I think you can appreciate the art and appreciate the legend. Yeah. I was not the biggest fan of DMX's music. I didn't grow up in in hip hop yeah. and rap like that, yeah. but um, I know that he's a legend, and yeah. so RIP to him. And for sure, the other guy, man, that I always forget, but King King or no Prince Philip? Yes, yeah, wow, that was, that was a big one too. Yeah, that was the same day as DMX. Yeah, he was ninety nine yeah. years old. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah. What was his job? I have no idea what he did, man. Because it just seems like he was the husband of the queen. That's what he's known for, right? So that's I guess that that's what he did, I guess. Seems like a pretty chill job. I mean, he just husband the queen. And she just queens. So <laughs> I mean RIP to him. Uh, big weekend, man. It feels like we're RIPing everybody, but uh it, it was it was an eventful couple of days. Yeah. Um, but we're happy to be back here, man. Happy to pod, happy to pod for the peeps. Sum up this crazy, crazy week because I think we've had like 40 players shuffle in and out of the, the lineup and the roster this week. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Uh, it was two and three. Could have been a three and two. Honestly, two and three, like it feels a lot worse than what it actually was, I think. Yeah, I, I would agree with the that. The losses just hit a lot deeper at this time of the year. So, I mean, two and three, You, if we were maybe in the middle of the season, even closer to the beginning of the season, we'd say, okay, not a bad week. We still have a lot to figure out, blah, blah, blah. But at this point in the game, two and three hurts a lot, and you you know the Raptors are fighting mm-hmm. for any win that they can get, and it, it just sucks that it always ends up being close games that 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 become their Achilles heel. So here's my question to you though: Are they trying to win games? Man, I think they're always trying to win games. I don't think they're ever trying to throw games, but when you have different guys in the lineup, guys, you know, you you sit them out because of. Uh, it's a first night, but back to back, like it doesn't really show that you're trying to win in general. You know, they sat Siakam on rest that, on the first night. So, <laughs> yes, you send a message at that point. 
Um, but man, I don't mind like I don't mind but them yeah, doing that. Why? Nine, why, nine why? games? What you said? It, nine games in fourteen nights was it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's why they're yeah. uh, resting. I so I understand from that perspective of, but it just should they? I mean, want to win games? I mean, I'm never the. I don't like to purposely lose, but at yeah. this point, it just seems, you know, the strategic thing is develop your young guys, which we're gonna talk a little bit about shortly but uh should they even try to win games i feel, I feel like i mean they, no one's gonna ever watch no one would ever go out go out right and say that they're not gonna try to win games there's no way they'll ever do that no player no coach nobody so but do i do i want to see more malachi flynn on the floor yeah do i want to see more development of those of the new big men that the raptors acquired yeah you know freddie g yeah am i am i am i am i like you know sad that you know they're gonna rest they're gonna rest Pascal. No, not really. Like give uh, give some guys a, a chance to develop, to get better, to learn the system better, and see. And and the Raptors are trying out two big men already, so it it, it gives your team the ability to grow for next year. And Freddie's not playing because of his hip injury, so it it really doesn't hurt. And sometimes they play OG and make him kind of the feature offensive guy, and he's he's pretty he's done pretty well doing mm-hmm. that. Um, so it helps him get more confident and grow. And then when he sits, he sits. He gets the rest. Yeah. I mean, since we've you, you brought up the the new big men, but since we've been on here, Montreal has doubled its population of yeah, Raptors man. players. Yeah. Uh, the Raptors have acquired Montreal's very own Kem Birch mm-hmm. from the Orlando Magic. He was waived, and then they ended up grabbing him off the waivers. He signs like it was even before was he was waived. And was I was pre-planned. asking, like, isn't that kind of uh, what's the word? Tampering. 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 I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the exact. Like, things how that is happen, he going to ask them for? Hey, release me so I can go to Toronto. How did you know that Toronto wanted you when yeah. you're on contract? Yeah. Who Who knows what is the it, official is thing is? Is it one right? of the ah, whatever? It's Cambridge. Just let it happen. <laughs> it's a wrap. Doesn't Let him go home, kind of thing. It's, it's got to be surreal for these guys. Like uh, yeah. he was talking about it. And he's like, man, I grew up watching the Raptors. Like obviously, I'm from Montreal, just down the street. So just imagine, like he couldn't wait to sign. He was like, his mom was like yeah. texting him, uh, asking him if she can break the news when it went official and stuff. So it's it's exciting. It's exciting for the team. Exciting for you know a country. Exciting for a city. Imagine so. that, that happened to you. Like wow. you get that you wow. get the contract. You get to go back home. You get paid millions of dollars to play basketball for your hometown. It sucks that's in Tampa. It sucks because I, I think yeah. it, it, you know, having it at the Scotia Bank. It's, it's yeah for next. I think they'll keep him for next year. To be honest, but you know it. But like 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 I was saying before, it just gives the whole team the ability to grow, and that's what we that's what the Raptors need at this point. It doesn't look like the playoff push or the play-in push is too successful right now. Yeah. So you might as well kind of see what you've got and see what you can add for next year. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, about these young guys. So Freddie Gillespie, mm-hmm. they brought up from the G League. I don't think he was on the nine hundred five, but they. Brought him from the G League. Yeah, uh, he played in a couple games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Birch just played in the one game. But what did you see from from Gillespie? I can start here. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked a little bit from his active hands. I thought he was very active on the court. Yeah, he was jumping at uh, shots, trying to block them. He's a pretty good rebounder. I mean, he's still a young guy with you know a lot of space to go. He's very energetic. That's what that was the one thing I really like stood out to me mm-hmm. was he want he was after it. He wanted yeah. to get it and. He, he's not going to get you 20 points, 10 rebounds, but I think he was a pretty good uh, utility guy, Yeah, a nice young player. Uh, I don't know what they have planned for him in the future, but he seems like a like a nice young player. What did you – what stood out to you from him? I, I, I think, that, first of all, them signing Ken Birch kind of, you know – not not ruins his future, but makes his future more, a lot more questionable with the Raptors because they're able to sign a guy like Ken Birch is already kind of... He's a little higher. older, though. He is a little older, but 
in my opinion, you know, can Birch fit more of what the Raptors need than a Gillespie? Gillespie's still a little bit undersized compared to Birch. Birch just is is big and he can rebound. And his ability and his ability to run the, the pick and roll and actually roll to the basket. Uh, he had a good a good couple layups like like running the pick and roll with Malachi Flynn and he looked really good in that in that sense. Um, just as good of hands, just as good of of jumping ability. He had pretty good IQ and he knew where to be at the right time. So I think I mean I think both of them were good though. Both of them didn't really make any mistakes. Um, so they 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 always complimented you know the, the lineup that was on the floor while they were playing. So um, I think I think they're they're gonna keep them both and really work out both and see mm. who is gonna win that one spot. Maybe they might add both of them and then eventually obviously they're gonna drop off Baines. Yeah, uh, that'll well, be a big help. Interesting because uh-huh. Birch's game first game in Baines was a. Uh, DMP, the DMP, exactly. Coach's decision, no injury. He dressed. He was there. Yeah, yep. DMP. So it's looking man. nice. It's looking nice. In that, in that I mean, we got to talk about that a little bit. Like we brought this guy in here, and imagine like there was a point in time where Raptors fans, myself included, were excited, I think you man. Too, but I'm not sure. But I, I'm pretty sure you two as well were excited we're for excited. this guy. You're like, yo, he was in a starting position in Phoenix, crushing. He, it. he killed it. He did yeah. a good job, and like he he. I mean that that's just what it is. Like we expected more from him. He played better. He was a more effective three point shooter, mm-hmm. better defender, uh, more active on the court. Mm-hmm. This year he just, just he stunk it. it up. It was his to lose and he lost it. Yeah. He lost it not only that, he was the third string now. Yeah. He was the starter. Yeah, yeah. It was exactly what you said. It was his to lose and it just sucks that, you know, he he just couldn't kind of grasp, I guess, the offense, couldn't do much on the offense. Didn't really fit well uh with the team. He's not um, I think the Raptors really need like an athletic big, a, a guy who's really mobile, and a guy who can stretch the floor really well. The two new guys, they they don't really stretch the floor that well yet, but they're like like you said, you know, Gillespie's pretty young. Um, I'm sure you can develop also uh, Birch and, and make me make him into a, a you know a decent three point shooter. Um, so that's still the biggest thing that the Raptors need because Baines. As bad as he was, he would hit threes sometimes, and t- sometimes even timely threes. Oh, buddy, stop it. Bro, there was times where you're looking at like, why is he taking that shot? And then he hits it. He hit like 22% ha- of his threes. But that's what I'm saying. They're very timely, bro. But they need a guy a guy who's athletic at the big at the five spot and a guy who can stretch the floor a little bit. That's what the Raptors really need. But Birch can't really stretch the floor. That's He's what I'm not saying. really that great that's of a shooter, saying. right? They need to kind of help him develop that. I don't know if they can. Or would he always just be a backup center maybe to come yeah. in and bring you energy, bring you rebounds? Yeah. Like, it's hard to assess because when they say, like, oh, what do you think of Birch? It's like, well, what are we trying to do as a team? Like, are we are we looking at this as in we're trying to win games and make the playoffs? Or develop. Or are we developing? Because yeah. I really don't know how to assess this. And when when people ask, like, what do you think of the new signings? Like, okay, they're nice. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Ken Birch? He's nice. Like, wh- what are we trying to do? Though? They're not the saviors, though. We're not. Well, yeah, we're I mean, not going to make a run and beat you know the top four, five, six teams in the East. Yeah, it's just yeah. not going to happen, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. But uh, that's just the reality. So it's nice to see young guys. Uh, Gillespie, I just searched his age. He's twenty three. He's about nice. six seven, six eight height. So mm-hmm. he's a little undersized, like you said, but. 23, a lot of potential. Yeah. A uh, very young guy. So, um, speaking of young guys, Malachi Flynn got a couple career highs this week, 20 points. It was career highs galore this 11 week. 11 assists, yeah. uh, a couple career highs for the kid. Um, what did you like from Malachi? Because we he were watching so even good. last night when Larry came back and he hit a couple threes in that fourth quarter and we were like, wow. Yeah. He looks he looks really, really good. Really, really, really mature. It's almost night and day from the Malachi Flynn that was playing at the beginning of the season because. I think Nick Nurse's leash on Malachi in the beginning of the season was very, very short, and, he, and Malachi knew that, and maybe that didn't really help him in his performance. Now, 
when you had Lowry out, when you had Bo- and um, Freddie out, you know you're going to get playing time. You know you can make mistakes. You're still going to be playing. He had 30-plus minutes, I think, in a few games. So he knew he was going to get a lot of runs, so he looked a lot more confident. And, you know, his, his the way he, like, just commanded the team, the way he, con- he controlled the team, um, our offense wasn't really as bad as I thought it would be having Pascal out, having Fed out, having Lowry out. Um, and that was the game that they actually wanted to get to the Cavs. Uh, was one of the games, and he, Pascal just looked very mature. Like he looked, he looked like he knew how to run the team, um, and it was great. And obviously, you know, having his dad's become somewhat of a spectacle. Yeah, he's 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 coming <laughs> big on Raptors Twitter a little bit. Raptors, right? what yeah. is he, what's the thing? The Raptors Twitter, or mm. I don't even know what it. Is. He has like a like a saying that he he's always running in capitals too. He's become a, somewhat of a of a fan favorite. But can you blame him? After he complained about his son not getting playing time, gets playing time, and look what he's doing. Like he's killing it. Yeah, he's, he's doing well. Highs. He's doing well. Um, yeah. I was a little bit upset, and uh, this is probably a good thing to bring up here. But when he, he had his career highs, 20 and 11, mm. and then the next game back, they're like, yeah, Kyle Lowry's going to play. He's starting. Yeah. And in my opinion, you, like I don't know how to say this without getting – Torched, because I'm gonna get killed. <laughs> You're gonna get killed, but yeah, uh, like, it's okay. In my opinion, they should come to some sort of agreement with Kyle Lowry, like that the Thunder did with Horford. I'm not comparing the two. Oh wow! For all the Lowry stands, oh, wow. oh, 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 Lowry's been here forever. What's he done there? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'm saying you talk to Lowry, say, hey, the future is headed in this direction. We have 30ish games left in the season. We're not going to make the playoffs. Well, we could, but I don't think that that's really top of mind right now. Mm-hmm. We want to develop these young guys, give them more minutes, give them more run. And that's just the way we want to go. You can use the facility. You can be around the team. Oh, oh man. But you're not going to be. <laughs> Producer Hero's chuckling in the back, but it's not a bad idea. Why? It, it is a bit of a it, – it's a terrible idea. Just listen, man. I, I understand your point. I think – I do somewhat agree to some degree with what you're saying. I do think the Raptors really do need to develop the young guys. And I think Lowry needs to take more of a, you know, little backup veteran role a little bit. Um, you know, when, when Lowry came back for that one game against the Knicks yesterday, Malachi should have still started and Malachi should have came off the bench. You don't, Lowry missed, I think, eight or nine games with, uh, with, an inj- with a toe injury. You don't bring a guy back after missing eight or nine games and you start him. I don't just don't think you do that. You got to try to work. Thirty-seven him in. minutes. It's just a poor decision in general on the coaching side. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think they should? What you told me off air before? They should send him home. Remember? Man, I, I <laughs> meant was send so him to his apartment. That was so good. But listen, I understand what you're saying. You know, but I I think he still needs to be a part of the team. I think there is importance there. Do I think he needs to get Lowry minutes and starter minutes? No, give give him twenty five minutes tonight. How about thirty seven? I know that's horrible, but give him twenty five minutes tonight. Let him prove that he can still play, so he can get a good contract somewhere else. I'm okay with that. But he's also important to the team chemistry, to coaching on the bench. He's important to even Malachi Flynn's learning with him playing together, watching him play. So I think it's important in that sense. Mm-hmm. He just needs a, a decreased role for the team. I'm, I'm so I'll, I, I'll agree with you there. Have, I'll go halfway with you. I presented this point, and somebody in a forum I'm a part of mm-hmm. responds. He says, "My point is that minutes does not always equal development. Twenty six minutes per game for Flynn as a rookie is more than enough for his development. I think the Raptors' coaching staff would rather be playing him five to ten minutes 
per game along with some G League stints. But because of injuries and how the season has gone, they've had no choice but to play. There's value in a young player being part of a winning culture, not a blatant tanking losing culture. So what he's saying is Mm -hmm. he can, in his 26 minutes, playing behind Kyle Lowry, playing behind Fred Van Vliet, being in a winning culture is more beneficial to his development than saying, we don't want to win anymore. Take the take the helm. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't necessarily agree only because I think what he's saying is blatant tanking losing culture is different than saying in the last 30 games we want to develop because we don't have a losing culture. The Raptors have a winning culture. They have a great culture top to bottom. Saying as a strategy saying, you know, the last 30 games, we're not saying we're going to go out and lose we're saying we're going to give you more run if we win we win if we lose we lose but that's the direction that we're heading Mm -hmm. i don't think that that makes you a losing franchise i don't know that that would be bad for his development because the coaching is still going to be the same the players are going to be the same the front office is going to be the same the culture is going to be the same the attitude is going to be the same all you're doing now is starting malachi instead of lowry again they're not going to do it because it's even if you don't start Malachi and you start Lowry, fine, start Lowry, but don't play him 37 minutes. Keep him at 20, 25 minutes. Let, so like, let yeah, Malachi exactly. Flynn like Malachi was like 26. Lowry was 37. That's wild. Yeah. I that's, mean, like it's not like right. 33, 29, like 30, even, even then, like, I don't know. Lowry I'm played well. Coach, to, man. To, to Lowry's credit, he played he well. Play in the minutes. Well. He played very well. Um, and that's why I'm okay with him playing 20, 25 minutes. You know I want to was? show okay. that he can play still. In the fourth quarter when they were making that comeback and Malachi was hitting those threes, those three after three. Yeah. And they didn't sub Larry until like five minutes left in the game. Yeah. In that kind of situation, just ride it let out. Him out. Let, let him play just it out. Just ride yeah. it out. You ended yeah. up losing the game anyways. I'm not saying anything, but I'm not saying Larry lost you the game, but ride it out. See where he, he came down and he hit a couple big threes. Mm-hmm. Let him ride it out. He had a very good game. They both had a very good game. And, so I I definitely understand your your, your standpoint from a develop from from his development and him getting run no matter what. He's around champions at the end of the day, bro. Like he's not around losers. So, you know, there's no losing culture there, like you said. So that doesn't really matter. Um, it's just about him getting more run. But you know, a couple of other things that were kind of highlights of this of the week. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. Um, drops. What is he uh, highlighting every week? Bro, every week there's a new thing that he his, did. His f- first few games in, he goes he goes and plays against the uh, the Wizards. Hits a buzzer beater, beautiful buzzer beater, um, to win the game from. Was three. that a push off? It was. Yeah, yeah, probably. It was probably but was I, I kind of went back and watched it like a hundred fifty times, and I don't know. They didn't I, that call, was a spectacular bro. diving job, brother. You and I are not. Well, I mean, we are referees, but not really. <laughs> but not NBA referees. I'm it's not claiming that job. anymore. I was kind of thinking about that the other day. I was walking around the house. Nah. So I was like, I don't claim that anymore. Uh, it's been it's been like almost two years I since know, I refed the game, and even then, it was like men's league or like kindergarten. So so listen, <laughs> they didn't make the call. Did they? I, I would have loved to see. Did you hear anything about the last minute report, the two minute report? No, I didn't. Know. I don't care enough. I would have, I would have loved to hear <laughs> about that. The to w- see you're not looking. We for won. The Raptors won though, so that that was great, and it was just a beautiful like and that's what i loved about him so he 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 hit the buzzer beater against the warrior uh sorry against the wizards and then a few games later against the Cavs, he drops a career high 44 points and a week after breaking his career high 17 of 19 shooting that game and it was just yo he looks so comfortable he looks like a vet he he looks yeah he looks he's so smooth he knows how to play the game and that's the difference like it looks like game i was telling you bro he's coming for like pascal's spot man like to be that featured guy, to be that you know, 
the guy, the guy, give me the touches. He's coming for that, and he's young enough to That's do it. Exactly the guy, the kind of guy we need, man. And just we need a guy who can make Pascal an option number two because then Pascal will thrive. Yeah, and no, was, no, not to was, him. It was it just he's just more smooth on the offensive end, man. He plays defense. He's still he's still doing other things on the floor. He's, re- he's, he's rebounding 22. for you, and he's only twenty two years old, and he's Jeez. athletic, and just the confidence he had getting that rebound and just dribbling up the court. He didn't. Nothing was gonna stop him. Nothing. I guess it was in the way he just rose you up and shot to him it. After game beautiful. He's correct non call. Kiro, uh, Kiro, correct non call. The last two minute report, correct non call. It was not a push off by the league. Push off job. Oh wow. I mean, uh, sorry, a flopping Flop job, job, not yeah. push off job. Um, but man, he's just so confident, man, and that's the kind of guy you want to be the closer. The, they talked to the him guy. after games, and he seems like such a calm, like dude, he's very so cool, steady man. guy. Yeah. But then on the court, he's a different beast, and he's like puffing his chest and yelling. Yeah. I love him, and he's everything Toronto. And I really hope that we can manage to keep him. Yeah. Re-up him. Yeah, he's playing I too good kid, right now, man. I think that kid is going to be special. I mean, you give yeah. him one summer with the Raptors development, mm-hmm. I think that kid's going to be special. And um, that would be it. very exciting. If he fits the timeline, he's going to be the guy. Uh, and and like I said, it, it, it thrives. He thrives when he's uh, Pascal's in number two. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Did you hear, or not question because you brought it to my attention, but his comments – about wanting to, or being wanted. Yeah, yeah. Happy that yeah, he's yeah. loved. That he's, of course, he's gonna bring this up. Yeah. You know that people <laughs> want him. They want him here to yeah, contribute yeah. to a culture, to contribute yeah. to winning. And when we brought him in, there were people that were concerned because oh, he declined four years, fifty three. He's gonna want exactly what we would pay norm. Why are we bringing him in? This mm-hmm. makes no sense. Yada yada yada. I came in here and I said, look. Four years, 53 is about 13 mil a year, 52 mil. Uh, it's about 13 mil a year. Mm-hmm. He declined. I personally think Norm's going to get between 18 to 20. I don't think Gary's going to get that. I think Gary's going to get between 15 to 18. But besides the point. Mm. So a bit cheaper. I said, I have a feeling that there's a very real chance that this guy didn't re-up because he mm. just wasn't a part of the picture there. Yeah. They have Damian Lillard, who's a super superstar, super duper star. Absolutely, you don't get better than Dame. Yeah, and then you have CJ, who's right under him in tier of superstar, but not a superstar, star. but he's, he's a, a star. star. He's a star. He's a star. He's an all star. Is he an all star? Yeah, I think so. What? He's a star. He's a star. And then you got Melo, you got Cantor, you got Nurkic, you got yada yada, whatever. You got guys who you need know? the ball, man. But the top guys are. Dame and CJ. Those are guys that play very similar positions to Gary. Mm-hmm. These are guys who are going to be touching the ball heavy. Um, so I said a big part of that, I think, is he didn't want to grow in that culture. Mm-hmm. He didn't see a future for himself in that culture. At the end of the day, there's nothing holding you to stay in Portland. It's not a big market team that you're going to, you know, it's not like the Lakers where you can get all these opportunities off the court. No, no, no. It's Portland. And if you're not getting the opportunity you want, you get out of there. Mm-hmm. So Shout out to him. I think that that played a big reason. I think being in Toronto, being in a different country, um, being a part of the future is enticing to a kid that's yeah. 22 yeah. who's about to get the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd have to look at – I don't really know what the bird rights situation is. Like, Do they have his bird rights? I'd assume that they do. Does that mean that they can offer him more? I don't know. Um, but we'll see come, come off season what happens. He's a restricted free agent. Yeah. I think that they'll make it happen. I think that you know what we're seeing from him now – He's he's showtime. I'm gonna think. He, I'm I'm gonna guess he goes for. I think he's gonna go in the 60s. 
four years, sixty, yeah, yeah. fifteen, four years, sixty, 60 to seventy-five. Six. Oh, that's high. Ooh, seventy-five. No, no. Oh, sorry, sixty-seventy-two. No, I go. I 18. go sixty to sixty-five. I think for four years, I, I he's gonna get good money. That's that's for he's sure. Gonna money, man. He's still gonna get cheaper. Still get cheaper money than than Norm Powell, which is the kind of the whole point of this. And man, you got they. And they, he's. They eight got years younger, seven they years younger. They got a star, man. I, I, I think he can be so good. And he's not even comfortable yet. He's just playing on the fly right now. It's the first 10 games. Yeah. So he's just. And he's only 22. So <laughs> you're loving the young guys. You're like, loving the young guys. Think about it this man. way that you and I now look at 25 year olds as, oh, these guys are young. Yeah. He's young to those guys. Yeah. And it's so just that's, the, put it it's in his third season in the league, too. So he's been he's been playing. He's been yeah. playing a good, ba- a good brand of basketball. Um, so and he's only 22. No, I'm just oh kidding. Goodness. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But no, it's exciting, man. It's things to, to, to be happy about. It's, uh, it's exciting to see this guy do his thing and he's getting the opportunity that he knew he deserved, mm-hmm. that he was telling Portland that he should have gotten. And Portland, yeah. honestly, when you really look at it, Portland let this kid go for nothing. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Damon, I mean, uh, Norm is averaging just under 18 points for them. He was averaging 15 and a half for them. I mean, I really think that they messed up with that one, but they have a guy who's a super duper star and they have to go with his timeline. Unfortunately, Gary does not fit that timeline. Norm does. And so, Norm might not even be signed, so it literally might yeah, be for nothing. Yeah, it, right? it might so, actually end up being for nothing. Yeah. But you, you like with that one you have opportunities that are right now and you want to make a run. The right window's now. there, it's open. Uh so exactly. So they make that move to, to go right now and we kind of benefited from that. Mm. Uh Masai Ujiri does not get fleeced. Ever, Bobby Webster ever, ever. does not get fleeced. The Raptors do not get fleeced. And we're happy to have Gary, man. That's yeah. That's just it. That's it. That's it. But uh they slapped up Cleveland. I think that's what we were going to talk about, but we ended up talking about Gary for yeah, like 30 but I mean, minutes. Man, when you when you score 44 and then you slap 87 by the 20. First half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was, was it was it was a great revenge game. Utah man. Watanabe and, career and that, high. Yeah, and that was with no there's no Lowry, no Pascal, no Freddie. Trade him. <laughs> oh my god. No, no, man. No, not, not that far. You're going to go. No, no, no. Yeah. And I I I honestly cuz we're going to address Pascal in a little bit. I, and I don't think you sad, know what I'll man. save it all for that. I'll yeah. save all for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a great game. It was it was led by the bench. It was led yeah. by the, the the young young guys, the young starters. So um, I think we, the Raptors like we got to see a lot of good promising things from them. They played so well. They played so well as a team. Bembry's been playing so well. Bembry's um, your guy, man. I love Bembry, man. I told you, man. I, I That's told your you guy. when he wasn't playing, I was like, yo, why isn't he playing? Like, why is he getting that Matt Thomas treatment, Look, bro? Before before we go ahead and overclaim him, I just want to say he did catch some heat this weekend. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I personally think it was, it's all stupid. Everything that happens on Twitter is immature stupidity. Yeah. Um whatever. About his game, though. I'm talking about his game, man. His, talking about his game. His game is strictly it's is smooth, man. He knows how to play. He knows where to be. Bems he, is fitting in. He is one of the best slashers in the league. Just his ability, oh, man, you need to stop. bro. Just his ability to read the drive and just slash. How many? Everybody of those? who comes at me bro, for you, what I say on this podcast, yo, listen. Better come at this guy. He just said DeAndre Bembry, one of the best, the, one of the best slashers, slashers in the NBA. Look at the tapes. All of his buckets, the majority of his buckets are slashing to the rim, and he, he gets an easy dunk. And his, his ability to read the plays, his ability to attack the basket, I, is is just it's so good and it's so smooth. And he's not selfish. What else do you want in a player like him? So, honestly, the I'm, Raptors I'm, have very good depth in the like the two, three, one, two, like hybrid yeah, one, yeah, two, yeah, three roles. Yeah, like that, yeah. it's when you hit the four, five that it's like, it yo, it gets tough. Man. What is happening here? They need bigs now. So that's why I'm saying like Gillespie, he's very raw. I don't know. 
mm-hmm. uh, and Birch. It's short sam- it's Birch a small is a nice like, backup guy that yeah. you can even find a backup and push him down to the third string guy. That's mm-hmm. just the reality of the kind of player that he is. I hope I hope with this opportunity he can prove to be that guy, even become a starter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I don't – okay. There was a, a, a trade that I saw Yeah, that somebody said this is a rumor trade for the summer. I don't know. Much validity about it, but I think it's cool discussion. Okay. Because I like this idea. <laughs> All right. You're laughing, though. So, Pascal oh, and Chris Boucher yeah. for Wiggins and Wiseman or their uh, Minnesota pick, which is like a – it's going to be – Minnesota's <laughs> trash. It's going to be like top three. So, you give up. Pascal Boucher. Let, let's assume, mm. for the sake of discussion, get rid of the third, the pick. Yeah. Let's assume it's Wiggins and Wiseman for Boucher and Pascal. No. Do you say no. yes or no as no. the Raptors? I, I say no as the Raptors. Number one, Wiggins. I think Wiggins would be very nice on the Raptors. I would love to have him on the Raptors in general. I think he would thrive on on the team, and I think he would be like a great wing player to have offensively and defensively. Even this season, he's having a great. Defensive kind of season, two-way season. He's been he's been playing very very well, man. He's he's really really shown what he can do when he's in the right situation. So I think the Raptors can do that for him as well. But to give up, I think you give up a lot of firepower with with, with Pascal and, and 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 Chris Boucher, man. God bless him. He just had thirty-eight and nineteen, bro. A career but, high. He's been killing it. But but and then you have you have Wiseman, who you know I've watched him a little bit. And I have him on fantasy, so I kind of know what he's been doing. Still very young, hasn't been the greatest, and he I just think tore. They did him dirty just, though, and he just tore his his, his meniscus. I yeah, think yeah, it was. yeah, that okay. This you, happened uh, before you, the meniscus news. I'm not gonna lie, it happened yeah. before the meniscus news. So it doesn't work. But but man, I think Golden State has really done him dirty. You think they, they are not doing? Minimized a, them? They're doing a terrible job of developing him. Yeah, they're right now. They drafted him, and they thought he was miles ahead of what he is. Mm-hmm. This kid is a project. He played like ten games last year. Like legitimately ten or eleven games mm-hmm. the year mm-hmm. before he got drafted, mm-hmm. he's a project. Steph Curry is not a project guy. He's like thirty two, prime. Yeah, yeah. But so, yeah. but no, you're no, giving no. up too Beyond much that, on the fire They're not even side. developing him. They're, he moved to the bench. His his confidence, and then he got hurt, and then he missed so a couple save COVID him? tests. Is that what you, what do you yeah, want to do? I think. What, like, look, I think you put Wiseman in the Raptors development. Oh my God, bro! Yeah, we've seen some things from that guy. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. But I don't think he's going to be. Hold me back, PK. I think I think the, the, the potential and the ceiling that Pascal and CB have are way higher than what Wiseman I think got. this is CB's I, ceiling. He's 29. He's older than Pascal. So even this, even this, he's been doing, he's been doing really well. He plays. He's, I'm he's not doing, saying nothing. Yeah. I'm just saying. So why that's would you want to give that up? Okay. But he because can order, Wiseman's 20. But he can, order, you, you're giving up the whole team for, for youth. That's not how exactly. it's going to work. You but need, yo, you still need veterans the on the team. Brother. You still need Chris veterans Chris Boucher's not a veteran, he, is, he would be by then. He became he a starter last year. But he's been on the team for a few years. Like, he's a guy who, who's, who's played, bro. Man, and he's, he, it's he didn't breakout, even play in the championship season, season, which was two years ago. It's his breakout season. You want to just throw him away already, man? Like, give I'm not saying throw him away. I'm saying uh-uh, give no. him to Golden State. That's no. not a throwaway. Go in over there. No, I think James Wiseman up. in our system would be filthy. He has unbelievable skills. He just needs a system. He needs to be developed. Mm. He needs to be given that timeline. I'm not saying anything, but Chris Boucher is not going to get better than this. Do we really care about Chris Boucher giving us 38-90? Did we win that game? 
No, oh, he didn't win that game. No, but that's not. But but still, he can still. He's already seasoned. He already knows how to play the I game. I was very more than, scared that you were going to say Wiseman. yes. We won that game. I'm very <laughs> glad that we didn't win that game. Man, it's no. Listen, listen. I, I get it. You want to get younger. You want to get these young guys. You want to develop these young guys. Raptors development. Raptors development. Whatever. But you know. Chris Boucher is also a product of Raptors development, and he's been playing well for one season. It doesn't mean you act like it's never going to happen again. He's still a valuable asset to that team. You bring in a guy like Wiseman, who's still raw, who you have to develop all over again. You have to give him all of those minutes to develop. It's it's a plan he's a only for him. Seven footer who can shoot threes and Euro step and dribble up and down the court. But he's still very slow, though. He's still very not. He's not okay. as mobile as you think I he think would be. I think he's ahead though. of Boucher two years ago. I mean, probably uh, Boucher's just having a season, bro. But I think but Boucher, that's, that's a, but I that think shows Boucher his is benefiting man. off a lack of scouting report. I think next season, exactly what happened with Pascal. I think next season he's gonna come back mm. and he's gonna do absolutely nothing. Mm. Oh my God, Pascal's got this spin move is fantastic. When did he last spin successfully? <laughs> we when did get, he hit we a should, quarter we three? Should, we should get on to that. We should really start talking about Pascal Siakam before we get into the Twitter yeah, stuff. He double dribbled. Uh, that was hard to watch. That like, was very hard to watch. Raptors were down two. 13 seconds left. They steal the ball. Fast break. Three on two. Fast break. Yeah. He's the middleman on the three-man weave. Looks to the corner to Gary like he's going to make the pass. Should have made the Chokes pass. it. Should've walks done. or double dribbles. Double dribbles. Turns the ball over. They end up losing the game. And yet again. <laughs> yet again. Um, you a coach. <laughs> That's definitely going to be the, the episode cover. Oh. Uh, but yet again, a last-minute situation in yeah. which Pascal was unsuccessful. Unfortunately, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock everything on this. Like this was just unacceptable. Like you got to be more aware, man. Like you mm-hmm. just got to be better than this. First of all, like it's a three-on-two. You should be attacking the net. I don't know why you're kicking it out to the corner. It's a three-on-two, and you're you're like running. You're pretty good at running the break. And you yeah, have Lowry good. to your left. Mm. So that that's that. Is it slander to hold him accountable to this? No. Everyone that's the problem. Everyone takes it as Pascal slander if we if you say one piece of constructive criticism towards him. We're not, you know, condemning him for everything that he does or he doesn't do. He still has games where he's played well and he's contributed to the team, but in moments like this, this is where the Raptors really need you. And that's why it's so much more it's it's amplified because this is this is you're supposed to be your moment. So for him to once again come up short in you know kind of a game winning disappointing um, situation is it's very disappointing honestly. But that's why I'm really okay and that's why I really like having Gary on this team. And you know he's proven that he can do it in a late game situation for you. So having him, he can handle the ball. I think a lot better than Pascal can. He can create plays. A lot better than Pascal can can shoot. A also, lot better another than Pascal thing I want another bone I have to pick with Pascal is his defense has taken a severe hit. Mm-hmm. He can't keep the anybody team, in front the of him. The team defense in general has taken a severe hit. But There's, brother, he can't keep anybody in front of him. It's mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. And last night we saw Julius Randle. He's a tough guard. Man. Barbecue chicken. He's a tough guard. But it, why? Why tough. should he be that much tougher than him? But I told. I mean, but yeah. I mean, before the game, I told you I don't think there's anybody on this team that can guard him besides OG. How sad so, is that? Yeah, that that that, that shows the Raptors really need to do some work. taking a step back, man, and I get it. You're taking on a big offensive role, but be better. Like, okay, mm-hmm. they somebody put out a graphic. They're like, he's averaging 27 points over the last like 10 games. Eight mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sure. But look at the field goal percentage. He's shooting 44% from the field. That is low. That's not efficient. Because some games, he has efficient nights, so it pushes it up. But some games, he'll be like 7 for 21. 
Yeah. Or eight for twenty two. Well, Pascal since Why? February has is twenty nine for one one hundred and five from outside the paint. Since February, and that what's just, the percentage? That's, that's like 30, 27, that's under thirty percent. Twenty-seven percent from outside. And the you want to tell me he puts up twenty-seven a game? Yeah. Okay, like do some research. Yeah, yeah. Dig into it a little bit. It's it's tough. The it, guy it, posted the graphic with <clears throat> the field goal beside it. He, Brother, he has great games, but like you said, it's they're not efficient games, and that's why the Raptors end up losing those games. It's the reliance on him to take so many shots to get to twenty-seven points. It's it's also it's, how many it's, like okay another thing to yesterday right Lowry he had a great game what did he end up with yesterday like sixteen I think and, and some change yesterday he had like no 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 he had sixteen in the first and like <laughs> four four minutes left in the fourth he had nineteen like mm-hmm. oh Lowry great night nineteen points buddy he had sixteen in the first yeah <laughs> doesn't doesn't it doesn't he take had away from his night it of the nineteen three hours ago. <laughs> It doesn't take away from his night, man. You gotta, you, you can't be so critical on these guys, bro. They, they all. It's, it's sometimes, st- sometimes you get going. We saw it. sometimes Norm, Norm was the guy to lead out. That, I think that I first have to be critical because nobody else is. The amount of complacency on Raptors Twitter. We've now converted half of them into Portland fans. Yeah, I know. That's the that's amount horrible, of complacency on Raptors Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. it's not bad to hold this guy. Look, and and we gotta make a distinction because there are flat out people. Saying trade Pascal, and I know I just mentioned a, a <laughs> hypothetical situation, but I'm not preaching to trade Pascal. Yeah. I'm saying that's an enticing offer. Wiseman, is, wow, like I okay, but you I'm like not saying Wiseman. I'm not actively get rid of this guy, get rid of this guy, get rid of this guy. No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. But there are people that are saying that there are people slandering him. We're not slandering. We're not dissing. We're not disrespecting at all. We love Pascal. We love to see that a guy that we developed internally is a max contract guy. Yeah. But we want to see a little bit more, man. It's been a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a very tough year and a half to watch him. It's been, you know, I mean, the, the first part, the first part of the year when he became an all star, that was great, man. He was, it was fantastic. It, it was it was a, such a good feeling that our the max signing, the max guy was. I felt was, like I was dancing on was there. Pan, it was panning out, right? With him, but so it, it's been so. But I but that's what really gets me is that I know he can be a better player. And what you know, you everyone brings up all these excuses about fatigue and then COVID fatigue and everything, but yeah. everyone's going through the same thing. Obviously, a bunch of guys who have had COVID and it's, and it's affecting them in a negative way. But yeah, I think you know he can still be the all-star caliber player. It's still in him. Yeah. He still got it. You don't just lose it overnight. Uh, I think if he just puts in the work mentally, especially, he can be that guy. Um, so. I honestly, I look forward to next season to, to see everybody healthy and everybody yeah. hopefully back in Toronto. Uh, another thing I want to mention about the Raptors development, which you were just you know questioning me about, uh, they have just about everybody that's a part of the 905 has now signed. It's crazy. An NBA contract, which is another testament to the development. So you're telling me if we can get Alizé Johnson a long-term deal with Brooklyn, we can't get Wiseman on the court no, properly I'm not in you half can't. a season. <laughs> so why can't so, we do that with any player that we bring in? We bro? do. We do. Every player? Every player? Bro, just they turned Chris Boucher <laughs> into 40 and 20. That was wild. Are I, you kidding? I think it was that, those are the first since like Chris Bosh. I think it was. like It was that long ago. He was legitimately two. He was one bucket and one rebound away from, from 40, 40 and 20. 20. What a game. Let's go CB. Crazy style. And then they signed his best friend. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. I like that. It's really cool, uh, man. Um, so that was, it, it, all in all, it's been kind of a, the same week that Raptors fans have had all season. It's been a down week. <laughs> five games. Um, it's tough. It's tough. And they're going to play, I think, five in the next six nights or four in the next So they, nights, uh, right? I have today. it up here. They played 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So only four games this week, thankfully. It's wild. Uh, who are the four games you asked? Well, they got the Hawks and the Spurs. Tough games. Tough. And, and then they got the Magic and the Thunder Friday, Sunday, which should be winnable games, but who knows? I mean, we just lost to the Thunder and the Magic are kind of playing better without right, their whole right, roster. Right. Um, <clears throat> let's talk a bit around the league before we uh, wrap her up. Um, I didn't tell you about this before, but we can talk about it on the fly. Chicago is only three and six since yeah, getting Vooch. Yeah, and and Zach Levine struggled a little bit. I know he exploded his lacks in his last game, but before he's been really struggling with playing with Vooch. I think and sharing those minutes and sharing yeah. the rock with him, and and that's what happens, man. They're it's, rocking it's, some weird lineups out there, man. They yeah. had uh, they had a lineup. It was like Vooch, Tice, and and Markinen. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had a very extra big lineup. You're right. Yeah. Um, and like Thad Young maybe in there. It's, it's not easy to bring in a guy midseason and 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 make him mesh. So especially and, and an all star. Especially to, you know, now you've got two all stars. You have two guys who need, who both need the ball to be effective. Uh, Vooch is a is a pretty good passer. I think they can really use him a lot more as a playmaker. But Zach Levine's not used to sharing the ball yeah. with anybody, and I have him in fantasy, and he's struggled ever since he's come mm-hmm. to the team. So and then one night he doesn't work. Right he had fifty. Yeah. Right. Vooch had twenty five, and they yeah. still lost the game. Yeah. To to the Hawks. Yeah, and it, that's. So it, I think it I think that it. you know, like you said, picking up a player of that caliber mid season is it's difficult. Tough. Incorporating him is hard. So I get that aspect of it. I think that you know, going into the off season, they're going to say, well, "What do we got to do now? We have Zach and we have Vooch. Mm. What do we do now?" And then you got to build from there. So I'm not so much against it, but you know, it's uh, it's slow. It's, it's slow. slow. It'll come maybe, around. Maybe give, it a, maybe give it a season to to really see they're, how they're it's like pan begging out. for us to get a playoff spot. They keep losing games, but I know, I know, we're I not know. having. And then they beat us last week, so mm-hmm. tough out. Um, the Clippers are having a sneaky great season, so they're on pace for the best offensive rating in NBA history, which was set right last year. Yeah, by Dallas, they're better by two points. Yeah, and uh, they're actually on pace for the best three point percentage. I think they're better than forty two and change. Damn. Wow. As a team, so volume, it's it's really good, man. PG, like putting up 30-plus, like it's nobody's business. It's very, very efficient shooting. Both him and Choir's dunking on people, him and creating, Rondo. Po- getting posters. They him lost I Pat mean, Bev. Him and Rondo, but Rondo is, is looking great in there. I mean, yeah. they're just having a quiet season. The issue with the Clippers is that we don't care until the playoffs. Yeah. You, you've proved that you can have a great regular season and choke it away. We don't care anymore. Mm. But they're looking good. Mm-hmm. Senior is having a couple. <laughs> senior Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris had yeah. a couple uh, nice. He has, uh, had a season high last night, but uh, I mean they're looking good, man. We'll see yeah. how the playoffs looks. They look deep, and if they're healthy, if they have the right guys, I think that they can make some noise. I would love a uh, Lakers Clippers conference final. That'd so be we're great. Seeing. We need we need that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Need that. That'd be a great. That would be a great yeah. One. And uh, last thing on my list here, I don't know if you have anything else, but last thing on my list, A Rod buys Minnesota. So that's A Rod had a buying group. They bought the Timberwolves. Yeah. Uh, so where do they go from there? Do you want to see them in Seattle? Do you want to see them in Vegas? Do you want to see them in Montreal? There's been some noise. There's been rumors now. There's been some noise yeah. about some about Montreal getting a team. So yeah. Uh, and I think they're getting a CB, CEBL team in 2022 as well. So excited to showcase the talent down there. But where do you want to see them? I mean, I, I'm never. I've never. I would never ever wish. The loss of a franchise upon a city because that is hard. But I would love to see them go back to Seattle. I would. I love think that, that I think that the Minnesota <clears throat> fans at this point have conceded that you know maybe the loss of the franchise is just the best for everybody because oh, it's like every year we just get disappointed, heartbroken, yeah. and it's just been an atrocity for so many years. But they've you know they've got a good 
a good young core there now. Um, I assume hopefully, sounds exactly like when the Sonics were stripped of. Uh, I know, I know, very young that's core, so sad. Right? Um, but you know, I assume A Rod. Listen, A Rod the champion, so he probably knows what running a good organization is like. He's got so money. He's, big he's got time. money. He's Showtime. big time. Exactly. So hopefully, new ownership. A Rod ain't running no team in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, and that, that too. I don't think he's gonna run the team there. He's so. not running no team in Minnesota. He looks like the type to move it to Vegas. To be honest, it looks like uh, that kind honestly, of guy. Man, it looks I like, can see it, that. Happening. I can see it. Um, That'll be tough. It'll be very tough. But you know, listen, man. Like new ownership sometimes is the best thing that could ever happen to a franchise. So. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one that really needed it because they've been struggling a lot, a lot, a lot. And they've got some good pieces there, good young pieces. So, yeah. you know, Cat's still there. Russell's there. Obviously, he's, he's not playing. Uh, he's in and out because of injury. Um, Anthony Edwards, a good young rookie. So they can start to really yeah. Chris develop Finch a looking team. good, looking like yeah, he can squeeze some he, wins out of these guys. He, he looks pretty good as the coach there. So who yep. knows? Yeah, so that's, uh, that's that. I mean, the Raptors have a four-game week ahead of them. We're excited to come at you next week to talk about it. And until then, I still love you still.